0: learn more at marines.com hello and welcome to episode 10 of the elm park rails podcast my name is paul man and i run the elm park rails site so let's get on to preston away that was another disappointing away performance not just the result it looks like it was particularly flat and i mean i've watched the highlights i wasn't at the game And it looks like we had only one real header at goal, which was pretty easily saved. It looks like Preston had numerous chances to score more goals. Vito Minoni um, seems to be the main highlight and star of that performance, which is not good when you're going away. But that seems to be a trend in the last few seasons. Our player of the season for the last two seasons before was Al Habsi. Goalkeepers have kept us in games for the last two years. And especially away from home. I think that uh, if you just look at the team that we started with. If you look at the team, if we're starting with Popper, Swift, Barrow, Bakuna and Kelly. That just feels very open. Now, I know away from home, they could say that teams could press against us. And uh, you don't get that at home. I'm not sure you see that so much, but. I do think that perhaps we should be playing Evans in the starting position in the away games. Our performances are not going to dramatically improve and we're not suddenly become a well-beating team. But I do think that that is the way that we should be going because that's just... It's a strange thing with the style of play that we're actually playing is that Stam is uh, quite attacking a manager... With his initial set out, most players wouldn't start, most teams wouldn't start with those five, six attacking players, essentially. And then when we get ahead, if we do get ahead in games, which we see particularly at home, we actually slightly sit back and rather going for that next goal, we wait for another team, wait for the team to make mistakes rather than push forward. The only exception I would say is Villa. But Villa were particularly poor that night. Absolutely not not very good at all. So I do think that we could change that slightly. Um, I just don't think we've got the personnel at the moment. I do think we need to make uh, a more defensive minded signing, but I can't see that happening. Seeing that we've been linked with uh, De Jong from uh, Newcastle. That's an another attacking player. He's not going to sign for us. He's going to go to Ajax. That must have taken him all of a millisecond to decide that one. Really tough decision, that one. But if you're having 58 possession, seems to be our kind of standard, which we had again against Preston, 58-60. And you're only getting one shot on target away from home. That's not going to win you many games, is it? I know last season our shot-to-goals ratio was incredibly high. We seem to be very effective because we had Jan Kermagen. But at the moment, we need more protection. And I think part of the away problem is actually a mental issue now. We believe if we go 1-0 behind, we're just not going to be able to come back in that game. If we go 1-0 ahead, I really think that more often than not, we're going to get at least a point and probably going to win at teams that aren't in the top five, top six. So... I think it just needs a slight tinkering. What we need is that player that's going to come in that's going to really make a difference defensively. But I'm not sure we're going to see that with uh, Yap. Yeah. So I think we're just going to have to go with what we've got and accept that this is a team that finished third last season. This is not a team in a, a crisis. We've got four points for exactly the same as we had last season. This is not a terrible situation. Once we get some strikers back fit, possibly... You could say Mendes, yeah, I'm not, a, not his biggest fan, I won't pretend that, but he he has been injured and that has been affecting his performance. Uh, we've got John Daddy Bovarson. I don't know what he's like, I've never seen him play. He could be a step up from Mendes, I would hope so. And Jan Kermigan he th- uh, Fiat was saying that he's, he thinks he's only two weeks away, but in reality, he's probably about two months away. So that we can forget about him for a bit. I think that we just need that striker, but we can come on to that later. In the uh, transfer thing, I think the tra- but in general, I think the transfer, I think the striker, sorry, would make a big difference because if you have that player up front, who you think who's going to score a goal? Because I think that I've seen some people say, oh, if you have a striker. It wouldn't make any difference because uh, we're not creating anything. Well, I think it's a catch-22 situation. If you have that striker there and the team believes that they're going to score, I think actually that's going to help the team massively. And they get in the right positions. I see Mendes, I see Clermont, and they're just not making the right runs. Mendes is meant to be a striker, but I don't think, honestly, he's quite good enough for us. Clement clearly isn't a striker, and playing in that position is not his strong point. I would say he's probably he's one of these players that's a kind of um, utility player, as they like to say. He's a um, uh, player we're going to see, I would say, predominantly playing in full-back positions in midfield. Probably midfield coming on for the last few minutes, and maybe a full-back position coming on when players are injured and in cup matches. I think he could be a good signing, though. He's still only a young player. And I think he's going to improve. You could say the Preston result as well was affected by the fact that Kelly and Swift went off very early. But yet again, we've seen so many similar performances in the last year Understand away from home when we haven't really created anything, when we've had these creative players on the pitch. So I'm not sure that we should be sucked into thinking, well... If they'd have definitely stayed on the pitch, we would have got uh, a result and we would have come back because I'm not I'm not convinced at all that actually that would have been the uh, actual result. So yeah, no, well, that wasn't a uh, a really uh, great day for anyone who went to that one. So if you look also look at the, the, the just the way we set up in. Positions. I put up a tweet up at the uh, on Sunday, I think, on the EPR account, saying that um, if you look at our positions when we were playing uh, Aston Villa, and passing and position of players and who they pass to against Aston Villa, it was uh, Tyler Blackett, Vanderberg, and uh, Liam Kelly, the most productive players. And uh, Blackett, that's a little bit of a worry, but you're gonna have a fullback. That's the way we play. Vandenberg, that's a more progressive player. Slightly going forward, midfield, that's okay. And then you've got Mo Barrow. Well, clearly you want him to have a lot of the ball. That's uh, definitely a positive. And then when you look at when we played Preston away, our three key players with the ball, <laughs> Tyler Blackett, Liam Moore and our star man was Vito Minoni. Now, having your goalkeeper as your star man, as your outfield player with the ball, not necessarily... The scenario you want to see. So maybe that was just particularly poor, but I just think that it's something that's not really going to change. And we've just got to hope we get the results and we get a striker in that can actually score goals and move the team forward. Like Yap said after the game on uh, Tuesday Tuesday night, he said that we were still in that almost in a pre-season because of all the injuries and the transfers and we haven't been able to get them in and all the issues that every team in the league has got. It's, we're not um, unique in that situation. So let's move on to the uh, Millwall League Cup match on Tuesday night. So as I'm sure that anyone who is actually there on Tuesday night will know that we won 3-1 and it was, it was a little bit of a struggle in some ways in the first half. It was, we were completely on top. Then we scored a really good goal from Bakuna. And then they got an equaliser, which took a little bit of a deflection off one of our players and went in. But after that, I think Millwall had one, one chance in the second half when they should have perhaps scored with a header from a free kick. And But really, we dominated. Then we went into extra time and we saw a really good goal from George Evans. Nice to see that from George. He doesn't really get too many of his targets on shots on target from outside the box, so that was good to see. We had a lot of shots during that game that actually went skying over the bar and um, some really hilarious comments about rugby uh, around me and three points, so I was just, oh, side-splitting. I was just really feeling so much laughter. I was, yeah, hit just immense hilarity then Sam Smith managed to score a late goal so let's go through a few of the players that's what I'm going to do this time is that we haven't seen so much of or haven't played for various regions so we saw Ilori in this game and I think he looked a lot calmer than he did against Fulham when he looked a little bit uh, looked a little bit I wouldn't say crazy that's far too strong he just looked like he was going to get books and possible red card and in this game, we looked a lot calm. Obviously, it's nowhere near as an important match, so you've got to take that in as a factor. But, yeah, he looks good. Good uh, defensive shape, good on the ball. Uh, never seems to read the game well. I, I think he's a good player. He's clearly going to play a lot of games for us. Then we come on to Axel Anderson. He's a young player, academy player, and I thought he did OK. Yeah, I didn't think he was astonishingly good. I don't think he was... Yeah, I think he was a good solid... Solid uh, performance from him. Good to see a left-footed player in the team. He had a good shot in the first half from a corner that fell to him. Went a bit wide, but it was a half-decent It wasn't a decent effort, was a terrible one. Alex Pierce would have probably hit the... Uh, that would have still be landing in Whitley, to be honest. Um, I think that, yeah, he was good. He was good. He was OK. Stephen Quinn, uh, it was really good to see him come back. He obviously moves slowly into the game. You don't expect a player who's been out for nine months to suddenly come in and completely dominate the game. That's never going to happen. But the main thing is that he's back playing just for him, whether he continues playing for Reading. After I saw the comments that he said that he'd had conversations with Japan, and he might go out on loan and he needs to be playing. And So... Most importantly for him, he's playing, regardless of whether it's for us or for anyone else. You don't want to see a player who's had to go through endless operations and injections, which he said, not playing, because that's no fun. I know they get paid a lot of money, but they want to be playing. That's their whole life. You know, the, the <laughs> you can't be seeing these players. Quinn's an honest player. And I think if we could get him fit and playing, I think he'd be a real asset. But we'll have to wait and see on that one. So we go on to uh, Leonardo Bacuno, as they called him, uh, on the Tano. I think, um, uh, he, yeah, he was good. He was good. He had a good first half. He had a good first few touches and nice uh, quick passing, saw forward pass, scored a really good goal out of nothing. There was no chance there to score, really. He took it on. It was uh, almost like a Danny Williams performance, but a little bit better in the first half. He was also playing against poor opposition in Millwall. They played a complete reserve team. We played quite a lot of reserve players as well. So, yeah, he was a solid. Second half, he looked like he was carrying around lead weights. He was really uh, struggling. But if you haven't played many games, that's uh, not surprising. So that was good to him to get the fitness uh, into his legs and everything, as they like to say in the business. And then there was uh, Rinomoto. Now, I thought he was our uh, man of the match that game against uh, Millwall. I thought he looked good at uh, right-back. And I think he looked particularly good defensively, which is really important. And I think he looked quite good going forward. He obviously tired as well. He's a young player. He's not used to playing the whole match like he did. But that was really good for coverer. And I think he's a person who's played two games now that I've seen. I saw him against Gilliam as well when he played more of a central midfield position. And he looked solid there again. He looks tidy on the ball didn't give anything he's not going to suddenly come in and score an absolute beautiful goal he's not going to be a creative player he does remind me of Miko Lightwood slightly and that's a, I don't want to get too thingy about him and Miko Lightwood is a little bit of a cult hero I did see him before the game actually on Tuesday Mr Lightwood. and uh, he's uh, I don't know if he's gained weight or if he's uh, gained uh, muscle who knows, this is a mystery. But yes, he's, uh, he's looking fine fettle, Mr. Mikhail Lighterwood. And uh, so is looking good. I think uh, he's got definitely something to build on there. Gareth McCleary, he didn't look anywhere near fit against uh, uh, Millwall. He just didn't look. He looked sharp enough when he got the ball occasionally, but he was clearly holding back and he's keeping his fitness. He got 45 minutes. You know what you're going to get from Gareth McCleary. There's there's no uh, breaking news there. And then we move on to Smith, who I thought he was... I thought he was... I thought he was OK. He uh, gave a lot of energy, got a lot of movement. I think he needs a loan spell. I think he needs that to get used to physicality. He played against up against Jake Cooper quite a lot of the game. He's obviously not going to win many headers against him, so he didn't play many aerial balls at all. It's not our style. He took his goal really well, and I was really pleased that he got that. It was uh, good to see another academy player come in, and he's had that moment. He deserved that just alone for his effort, I think. So that was that was a positive thing, and now that we've seen that we've got Swansea in the next round, I think that's a game that we could probably... Yeah, I'm going to say that we can win because it'd be two reserve teams again. And obviously there isn't the resign of the uh, certain Icelandic individual. So that increases our chances. It's obviously bad for uh, Reading because they won't be able to spam us all about that for about two weeks before telling us how much he played for us. I think, yeah, I think we beat them. I think we'll move on. I think the march to Wembley is still on. I think we're going to... Yeah, I think it's inevitable, really. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I wouldn't put, put a bet on that. Don't, don't follow me on that one. So now on to the transfer news this week. Well, there really isn't any transfer news. Is there? We had that little bit of a sniff about um, a couple of players. Uh, De Jong at uh, Newcastle attacking central midfielder or striker. And he made the decision to go to Ajax, which I covered uh, earlier. That's uh, That must have really not taken that long to decide, that one. Sounds like Stan was very keen on him. Sounds like we were quite close to signing him until Ajax came in. That's a no-brainer, isn't it? Why would you come to us when you go to Ajax? There was also a little bit of thing about Jordan Hugel from Preston. Ah, I'm not sure whether I'd want to see him or not. I don't think that particularly excites me at all. I'm not sure he really, I don't know, maybe, maybe that'd be a good one. But that seems to be a bit of agent talk, to be honest. And then there was Ben Pearson as well, which I think of Preston as well, which seems to be a player that seemed to annoy quite a lot of our fans on Saturday. But after watching a little bit of the highlights, he seemed to break up our midfield quite a lot, which could be quite nice in our midfield to have that kind of player there. Annoying player, dare I say, a little bit like a... A Robbie Savage, annoying. That's that's too bad. I, that's too harsh a comment on anyone, isn't it? I think that that's another agent one. I can't see him signing for us. So ultimately, we haven't signed a striker. We haven't signed anyone this week. Stam seems to be getting a little bit frustrated, annoyed. He came out and said after the game that he um, wasn't happy. All I'm to say is exactly that he wasn't happy, he was a bit frustrated. He clearly came across that when he signed his new contract in the summer that we needed to improve the squad. And the fact that he's brought that up as a point, that he said that when he signed his contract, I would say it's a little bit of a worry and a little bit of a nudge to the owners that they need to back up what they said they were going to do. I'm sure there's lots of reasons that we don't know why this has happened. The transfer world is a very murky world, I would expect. Thankfully, I wouldn't want to be involved in that. Some of the stuff that goes on is probably not nice and not worth knowing about. I think that we just need to sign a striker. We need to sign a midfielder. Ideally, we'd sign two. Who knows who it's going to be? Nobody knows. Probably be someone we've never heard one from the Bulgarian League. So we'll see how that ends up. So now on to uh, the questions then. So I've got one question here from uh, Hugh. With the current squad, would you rather us bring in one big marquee signing or two, three filter players for positions where they're needed? I think we've got enough uh, squad fillers now. i thought we've got Clement, Borvarsen could be another one. I think Bakunas, another one who can play in a few positions. We've got a lot of squad. Villers and Blackett, all those kind of players. I think we need to go big on a transfer for up front. Yeah, definitely. I think if we could say we'd rather not sign another midfielder, but we'd actually spend more money on a striker, I would definitely say a striker. Because at the moment, we are not looking like we're going to score many goals at all. How Aston Villa let like us score two, is, it's not... Yeah, that says a lot about them and their performance on that night. It was, uh, yeah, it didn't look like we were going to score that night at all. And it didn't look like we were going to score against Preston and against Fulham. Didn't really look like we were going to score many goals. So I think we need to go big on a forward. Whether that happen? Who knows? Who do you think that maybe we should sign I don't know. (laughs) We'd all like to see a really good player, but who knows? So, yes, I think we should actually go big on that. I think the economics of it, nobody knows. So, yeah, thanks for that, Hugh. And this weekend, we've got Birmingham away. Now, I think that we should bring Evans into the team, like I said earlier for that one. I think we need to steady it slightly. Obviously, there'll be players missing, Swift and Kelly sounds like he might be fit, so Swift is definitely going to miss out because he's out for a month. I think that we're going to get a draw, possibly there. I'm going to say we're going to get a 1-0. I don't think Birmingham look that great. Obviously, uh, King Harry's been wheelier and dealing this week, but I still don't think they're very good. I'll be putting up a goal from Billy Whitehurst on the Upar accounts account uh, from Elm Park in 1987. I think he scored that goal. So that'll be going up today. So let me know what you think of the show. Let me know if you've enjoyed this. Like it, retweet it, tell your mother, tell your parents, tell everyone you want to know. Thanks. I'll be back next week. Cheers.